it's my birthday. Um, so glad that you've joined us, whether you're watching us live or you're catching this on a podcast later. I'm so glad that you guys have decided to join us. Um, this week's episode is a special one for me. It is my Jesus year, as my mother likes to call it. It is 33. Um, I just feel like each year I get wiser and more beautiful and more intelligent and obviously better versed in all things of life and stuff, because that's possibly what the Jesus year means anyway. But um, I'm so glad you're joining us. I'm so glad that you're starting to spend the night with us, whether it's actually the night or, like I said, later and listening back to a podcast. But it is my birthday tomorrow, St. Patrick's Day. It is why I am wearing green. Um, but this one's special because this episode is is definitely a lot lighter than last week's. And I, I, again, if you wa- listen to last week's episode, I should have given a precursor about how deep and heavy that was going to be, but I'm glad that you stuck with it and you listened to it because it was extremely important. I have one of those guests on tonight. I'm excited to introduce her. But this this show tonight, this show is lighter, it's airier, it's friendlier, it is more loving. It is the group of ladies that I choose to spend my birthday eve night with because these ladies have meant so much to me and it's and it's a unique story honestly how all of these ladies and I uh, came together and and it's this place called Twitter which one would think that Twitter is probably the worst place to meet absolutely anyone with all of the amount of trolls that exist on that site um, and are in the uh, comments, retweets, mentions, and dare I say DMs. It is a very uh, harsh place sometimes to exist, but in some instances, you get to meet some of the most incredible, incredible people. And I'm gonna introduce them one by one and bring them on. And what we're gonna do tonight is we're gonna sort of talk about how we all became friends on Twitter, what community means, how to engage appropriately on Twitter, um, how to talk to women appropriately on Twitter and soccer. And I know that there are some uh, prevalent uh, things that happened this past week that I'm I'm sure some of us can be talking about. But um, without further ado, let me go ahead and start introducing them. One of these uh, ladies is very very special and she's got a very special guest with her. Um, Luisa, do you wanna introduce your special guest? My special guest is my daughter, Nati. Say hi. Hi, hi Nati. Hi. Uh, um, she, what, Luisa is a firecracker first off, and her daughter is the spitting image. Um, so much sass, but so much love, and I'm so glad that you guys have both decided to join us tonight. Um, next one up is good old Rachel. Hey guys. One of one of my one of my favorite people to be around at a tailgate just because of the amount of dancing, um, making sure that she watches out for the cones that are behind her. Um, and the <laughs> and the videos that she takes. She takes some of the most incredible tailgate videos. And if you were not able to see her um, fun meme of herself on the Atlanta United pictures of her crouching behind people just to get content, it is it is well worth checking out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, next up is Nikki. I will say Nikki is one of the most beautiful people I've ever met in my life. And also one of the just, there's a lot of saucy women tonight on this, on this podcast. 
Correct. There's a lot of, there's a lot of flavor. And, and I think that that's really important. I think all groups des- deserve a little bit of um, variety and spice and uh, different personalities because, you know, you don't always want to be the same. So I think that's extremely important. Ren, Ren you and I have a unique story that I'm super, uh, super excited to talk about on like sort of like where we met and then how we all joined together. Um, but yes, Ren is, Ren is again, this the entire group is beautiful point blank but you guys take some like both you and nikki sometimes your photos i'm like how do you guys where are you finding this lighting ren is the queen of selfies boomerang pictures whatever ren is that girl she is that girl she will always be that girl Thank you. It is it is wonderful <laughs> to have you. Um, Odette. Odette was one of the uh was one of was the guest last week. And I was so thankful for you to join me. I got such good feedback from that episode. People absolutely loved your take on it and, and really connected with what you said. I really appreciate you for coming back on tonight. Hey, we're here. Happy birthday. Hey, exactly. Yes, happy birthday, Kelly. <laughs> um, and, and last but not least, Adriana. Um, Adriana, I would say, is our um, tarot queen. She keeps the whole group in line with understanding where the what what it has in store for us, basically our horoscopes for the month. So thank you so much for joining us as well tonight. We we are so glad to have, well, I'm so glad to have all of you, but as, as a group, we have sort of had a very unique start. So is I'm going to I'm going to point out one instance, but if you guys want to correct me on this, but I'm pretty sure we all met because somebody was trying to throw a thirst trap on Twitter. Am I right? Am I right? Maybe. Maybe. Does somebody, does somebody very high somebody, yes. yes. I, I believe yes. this has to do with Felipe because yeah. he, he was shooting his shot on Twitter towards Rachel, but got yes. him confused with me. <laughs> and it was exactly like. Right. <laughs> and it was a and, picture of the two of you, too. Cool. At, what, in Atlanta United 2 game, right? Yeah, after, after he yeah. mixed us up. We yeah. took a picture together and said, thanks for introducing us. <laughs> it was it was one of the funniest things because I just remember like I I I had seen you guys on Twitter and I had seen and like interacted with you a little on Twitter but it was one of these things where like I I I saw Felipe or I saw Rachel post something about you know are there what was it are there any um attractive uh single latin men out there in the United world yeah, wait, Kelly, I think it was an app. She was like, I need an app idea. Oh, that's right. I don't want like right. Christian mingle. I want white girl meat. <laughs> that's right. It was. It was. And, and as to my knowledge, there still has not been an app made, but I do feel like it would be very I so. successful. I just need to tell y'all, I just heard Felipe in the living room go, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, 
Well, I guess Felipe is watching. Hello, Felipe. Um, put any comments that you have for this story in the chat. I'll pull it up. We can we can make sure that we're we're getting your side of the story too, as I put that in air quotes. Um, but yeah, no, it was basically a call out to this app, and we all sort of, I believe, tagged onto this and was said, yeah, if you if you make the app, you know, let us know. Um, thank you, Annabelle. We're stay uh, on Twitter, to be honest. Um, thank you very much for that. <laughs> um, that day, that's why. He's oh, so that's salty. right. That's right, because he He's shot it. Salty. <laughs> Annabelle also, uh, what, uh, sh shoot his shot on that as well? Shot. Shot. Shot, shot shoot a shot. shot is it shot his no. shot? shot his this shot. is this is these are the things i need he to know this is, yeah he took a shot no he did the he did the the the, the gift that's of it a was person just a gift. i thought it was yeah. a joke. <laughs> and then you you responded back <laughs> i i hate it y'all are making me drink <laughs> oh speaking of i did not even do that yet okay one, because the ladies, I love them, and also because it's my birthday, and as anybody that's ever met me at any tailgates or anything like that know that I would like to call myself the champagne queen. So I myself have bought a bottle, and I intend Champagne mommy. Champagne mommy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, if if Prejve wants to uh, sponsor me, please. Uh, I am I am my DMs are open anytime you want to let like. Provide a bottle, I'll provide a shout out. You just let me know. But while you guys talk, let's let's continue this conversation. So um Rachel put that put that uh tweeter tweeter out. It's a hard night. It's I've, it's been a long day. Uh Rachel put that tweet out and called for the app. And we sort of all just sort of started sliding into these comments and and talking with one another. And we did find a common thread, right? So Felipe who I, I hope really loves what he's watching right now. Um, Felipe did respond and eventually uh, Felipe and Rachel actually went out on a date um, in which they are still, there is a success story. Twitter is a success story, right? Because Felipe and Rachel are currently living with each other and they've been dating now. How long ago was that? Like two years ago? I think two years ago, yeah. Almost three. It'll be three in the summer. Yeah. Oh my three. Lord. Oh my gosh. That's wow. so crazy. Yeah. Um, how it all started. Where he said, Do you want to come with me, walk my dog? Is this he, it? Oh. With Zizu. <laughs> he is the dog. That's a smartphone. It is. Very smart, Felipe. For any, for any guy that wants to hit on, a, hit on a girl, be like, Hey, you just want to go walk my dog? And his Which is dog not a, was in a soccer jersey in the picture. Um, that really sold it. <laughs> <laughs> was that Zizu? No, that was, no, that was Felipe. Felipe. That was Felipe. That was Felipe. <laughs> you know, if Felipe has his phone on him, I can give him a link. He can jump on this too. We can have a dialing. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, so we all sort of started having these conversations. And from there, Felipe was part of a group called Parceros United. Um, so Parceros, you know, sort of provided all of us a way for to way for us to communicate, talk with each other and meet each other in real life and in person. So I believe the first time I ever met Rachel was uh, was at like a Parceros United thing, right? I think 
So, I and then I would say the party. same for the, huh? I know we met Louisa at the watch party at Big Sky. Yeah. Yeah. Me with Louisa. I think talking about something different, though. You're talking about like one of the smaller things, right? Not one of the Big Sky, like watch parties. Yeah, party. I thought that we had like all met at a tailgate. Look, it's been three years. We've done a lot yeah. of things together. Some of them I remember, some of them I don't. The first night I remember you, Kelly, I busted my knee open and you cleaned it for me. At That's a party. true. I did do that. That's I did do that. It was love. It was love at first sight. I have a picture of her cleaning my knee still. Oh. I, I it was a it was a busted knee. I don't know how she got it, but I oh, was I there to, to assist. Zizu got out of the house. I had to tackle him. Oh, <laughs> typical Zizu. Gosh. Yeah. And then Ren, I think I I first met you at the uh championship parade, right? Well, I mean like I have no. been I've been active with you on Twitter. So we met first at uh Hudson FC. Uh, I was there with Terminus Legion. I think you were as oh, well. Oh, yes. I think you were doing a show with um, Jason. Or, Jay. Yeah, I think it was Jason. Jay, Jay. Jay. Yeah. Jay. And um, it was a really awesome night. Like, I remember that night like it was yesterday. Everybody was in a great mood. It was like, you were popping champagne. Like, I think a whole bottle for yourself. And I remember telling AJ, I was like, that girl's cool. She's got the whole champagne bottle for herself. <laughs> then, I think right after that, obviously, because it was the championship game and then the cup, um, I offered you hand warmers because we were all so cold at the parade. And I was like, I want to be that girl's friend. So I'm watching hand warmers. And I was like, I was like, hey, do you want to leave? And you were like, yeah, sure, thank you. And um, I think from there, we just kept in touch. And then obviously, like, we all started going to the, the watch parties at Felipe's house. Um, but that's where you and I kind of started talking for the first time. Yes. Yeah. I do remember Hudson FC because that was the, the, the Red Bulls game. Yes. Amazing yes. atmosphere. I miss that place so much. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. RIP. Thank you, Jordan, right there. RIP Hudson FC. Have any of you guys ever been uh, to Hudson FC? They had the FC? best Brussels sprouts. Ren and I went a couple of times. I think Ren and I yes. went like two or three times to watch a game. Mm-hmm. It was so, it was so wonderful. <laughs> And then, oh, and I know for, at least for me, Odette, you, you've been a newer friend, but you again have also just been one of those people that w- when we, when we in the group or what we call the clout squad, get sucker somebody <laughs> in, we sucker the them in real deep. Like you have no escape. There is no escaping. You're stuck with us. I'm sorry. Completely. Yeah. You have no out. <laughs> yeah. So I think I met Rachel first because I and, and the thing is like I have followed all of you guys on Twitter since like even before the championship for the team and we have mm-hmm. interacted all this time yeah. and the pandemic hit and I felt like yeah. during quarantine and when we had like the MLS's back tournament we were all all of us like tweeting at each other and just talking through Twitter. And that's really when I'm like, oh my God, I'm like so close to these girls. I've never met them in person before. But they're like my friends. We're in this together. Like we're walling. I know up. Odette and I used to send each other Starbucks gift cards back and forth. We've done that yes. a couple of times. Yeah. Yes. Like, I remember, like seriously, all of that time being like, oh my God, she's having a bad day. Let me send her a Starbucks gift card real quick. <laughs> I don't know if you remember Odette, but um, after the Nashville game, that awesome but horrible Nashville game where we all went, um, I, me and Annie, 
I think had taken a detour to like get an Uber because like Ubers were not picking up like where we wanted them to pick up. And we ran into you on one of the bridges and you were like, hey, we follow each other on Twitter. And it was a really cool moment because I met you, your sister, John, Dan, everyone. Yeah. Um, that was the first time we met on the bridge in Nashville. That's how small our, and tight-knit our community is. Like, we recognize each other on the bridge. I know. <laughs> I know. I mean, I was probably, I had, like, probably, like, five fingers about to fall off because I was so cold that night. Freezing and I remember seeing you and Kelly, and I remember telling Kelly, like, I don't know if someone was giving you shit, Kelly, on Twitter or something that day. I'm I was sure. Like, hey. It's constant. Probably. I was like, <laughs> you keep your voice up on Twitter. You keep it up. And then you were like, thank you. And then you, I guess you knew my sister before you knew me. But I knew Amy. I, I met her on the way in. Like, again, note, note to anybody that's hearing anything about Nashville. Nashville was um a a, fun trip. Uh, fun uh, it was there was a lot of alcohol involved um but i when i when i was walking to the um actual game i remember um meeting your sister and stopping her and just deciding that she was going to be my best friend and we had a long conversation and then you know i met you and your sister outside of the game and i was like oh another best friend it was one of those moments where you like meet somebody that you didn't think that you would really ever meet again and then you do and then you meet somebody else and then you're like this is amazing oh uh, yeah no i agree with you uh, nashville was frigid frigid <laughs> we were all but, yeah, out in was... coats and sweaters and beanies and it was too cold no boots and hand warmers <laughs> and alcohol and... oh my god the hand warmers yes oh. Alcohol blanket, yep, you're not Spiked hot chocolate. Oh my yes. god. Yes, spiked hot chocolate. Wow. Which I will say, Rachel, you make the best spiked hot chocolate hey. ever. My specialty. <laughs> <laughs> the parties in the Airbnb, that was so much fun. That was yeah, really the fun Airbnb was, the, the biggest thing I remember from the Airbnb in Nashville was, um, was, I'm the TV. <laughs> alcohol poisoning. Oh my god, I forgot about the TV. <gasps> um, yeah. That was not it. Okay. So that was not it. And the TV. Oh, we wow. broke the TV, didn't we? No. The no. TV it broke itself. It fell oh. it oh. and landed. Okay, so we did not do that. No, we did no, not. We did not do that. Okay. It it fully fell off the wall. Like sixty-inch TV just. It fell off the wall fell right off. next to Felipe. And apparently it was a thing that's happened before because whenever we contacted the host, like they were like, oh, oh again? Okay, we'll come fix it. <laughs> it was a newer house. I mean, it was a really nice house, but it was yeah. definitely a newer house. Right? So maybe Ryan it's did just a really like... good job like picking it. That house mm -hmm. is amazing. But my what I remember from that trip is us waking up way too early and drinking way too early. And then we, we all try to take naps, and Annie comes in. That, that, glaring. That's what I remember. Up to all of our rooms, dancing in his overalls. <laughs> that is what I remember from this trip. That, that's what, that's going to say, that was one of my biggest memories also, but actually AJ just also hit on another one. Do you guys remember when Ren broke that she was pregnant? On that oh, trip, baby Harvey, he did. If I wasn't yeah. drinking, I was like, they're gonna yes. know something. 
Yeah. Well, because we were all like, like giving Taking people shots, shots and singing, and, and Rin's just like, no. But I think AJ for a good second was taking taking them for you, and you were just like, yeah. here you go. Yeah. And then, yeah. Well, like, swindling I, us. Oh, I also remember there was a distinct time. So at, at the moment, there was a friend that was there, and um, he, <laughs> um, why am I that I feel I I'm blanking? I just had something and I completely forgot. Was it Lou? Uh, it was not. Well, Lou, oh, Lou himself. <laughs> so um, no, I was I was thinking about Andreas. So let me let me we'll get onto Lou in a second. So Andre, this is like, this is now just turned into Nashville conversation. And, um, but Andreas at the time, before he had went to Nashville, had broken his wrist and he was in a cast. He, he, he was supposed to be in the cast for another, like, like week, right? Weeks. Yeah. Something, yeah. something it wasn't where it very was long. Soon, it wasn't very long, but it was also like still such long a short time where you should should still be wearing the cast. He decided that while we were at the house, he was going to saw it off. Um, so by I distinctly also remember, yeah. but by himself, but yes, that he sawed his cast off knife, right? with a steak knife in Nashville. These are, these are, these are the shenanigans that we get into when we're in a very large house traveling for soccer. But, um, yeah, that was, but Lou, uh, as Felipe uh, enters the chat. Hello, Felipe. Um, Lou and I, and I can't speak to this because I was not there, um, for, uh, I was not there for when this happened, but does somebody want to talk about the actual scene? Like who was there in person? Rachel, you were there, right? I was there. Who else was there? Some, we were having to carry him. Me and someone. Yeah, it was, it was, it was me and Ray. I think out of all the girls, it was me and Ray there. And Louisa. Yeah, yeah I was there too. Oh, yep. Yeah. So Louis. basically, oh, so bad. go ahead, Rachel. Do you want to? Yeah, he just... um. Sorry, Lou, if you're watching. Um, you know, he was crossing the bridge in Nashville, and he was extremely, extremely intoxicated. He was the one of the ones waking us up in the house at, like, 9 a.m. to take shots out of a handle. A handle. <laughs> um, and he... Called himself Lucifer. Yeah, not while once, doing but it. <laughs> just, like, fell off like the sidewalk, the raised sidewalk on the bridge. And I mean, he just face planted. Like I thought he broke his skull. Two and times. legit face plant, like to cement. Face plant. Yeah. Yes. Then he sits <laughs> all the way straight up. And I think his weight got the best of him. And then he just fell right back on the concrete on the back of his head. It was terrible. It was front, back. And then I'm pretty sure it was me, Rachel, Felipe, Luisa, Andres, like literally all trying to pick up this grown well, man. Well, we got him into the stadium. And now we were trying to make sure that he was like sober enough or stable enough to get through the gates. Because we're like, if he's this pissed drunk, what if they don't let him in? Yeah. But he 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 went he went to the game. He, he sat right beside me. And 
him and well Felipe and him were definitely sitting and talking during the game so he was he was there I mean that game was just not only was that weekend fun for travel but it was just it was just a the game wasn't great we won but it was not a great game obviously because of what happened but like it, it was it was still it was a fun time I think anytime you travel and you can travel with friends and you can share these spaces. I think that's really, um, really, really important. Um, and then another thing that we also share is food. And there's one particular food I would like to say that is one thing that we share strongly, which is empanadas. Um, Empanadas. (laughs) Huge, huge shout out to Adriana who who used to like bring, empanadas and it was just one of those things where like I knew I could find her her and Luisa they would just consistently bring empanadas and I knew I could find them and then there would always be food there and there's nothing yeah. more more important than a shared bond than empanadas Rachel you like empanadas? Look, he's well, trying to get himself called out the first empanada I ever had he cooked for me Oh, oh, that explains. Oh, so calling himself out. Oh. I bit into it, and there was no meat inside of it. <gasps> he okay, wait, wait. Was it a Colombian empanada though, or like sometimes like you bite into it? Because just bite into it. And no, he out, like and overcooked died. them, and all the meat it had exploded out of it. Felipe the cook. Felipe. Okay. Oh, I don't like Colombian empanadas that much. <gasps> You're wrong, Sorry, Rachel. Rachel. I, I think Rachel needs to leave the stream now. I think that's her <laughs> hey, hey, Rachel, you're not the only one that's saying that Percy is saying Percy. Colombian empanadas Percy are, are not. Percy, bring us better empanadas then. Mr. Percy. <laughs> <laughs> Percy, by the way, I saw your comment. I, I have your Mexico jersey. I forgot to tell you, Adriana gave it to me a couple weeks ago. Sorry. You never came back, Mercy. You told me you were going to come get it, and you never did. So I gave up. (laughs) Oh, my Lord. (laughs) Well, let's let's talk a little bit about, like, interactions on Twitter. Because clearly, like, we've we've denoted and detailed how friendships can grow and, like, relationships and, like, groups of people can be continuously – around each other and love each other. And the impetus can be from Twitter, but you know, you sort of want to talk about the, the, the reason that we all are together, which is Twitter. Twitter is a wonderful platform where you can meet and interact with people. You can see people's trains of thought, really, honestly, you can sort of see their general reaction to sporting events or real life news. And I feel like in some ways, Twitter is a better communicator of a person's um, personality, a person's uh, intellect and a person's drive and ambition than any other platform um, socially that exists, right? Because you can see a little, it's train of thoughts, it's, it's words. It's like, how do they communicate? What is their sense of humor? Do they use gifts? Do they do they respond in like long paragraphs to explain something? I feel like a lot of things can be expressed and sort of understood from Twitter. So what I would love for us to sort of talk about is how how you guys interact and how you guys find people to interact with on Twitter. Does that make sense? Like who who are you guys 
more attracted to as far as uh, accounts and handles on Twitter? Uh, and like, what would cause you guys to interact or become friendly with somebody? So for instance, like all of you ladies are, I would call attractive on Twitter because your, your inputs and your analysis on certain things I found very enlightening or different from my own, but in a good way. Like I, I appreciate the difference of thought. Um, like Rachel, I know that you'll always come back with a quick one too, uh, and a, and like a really good gift and you can carry these sort of conversations. And I, I've always appreciated that. And then Nikki, I know you're always there for the, um, the low key tweets that need to be tweeted, but um, somebody doesn't necessarily like, always always put in their place. I will be the one to be like, "Hey, I'm here." <laughs> Nikki is the queen of subtweets. She is. I can't yeah. tell you there. There are there are times where I'm just like I see her respond to something and I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. I would never do it, but I'm always like, like, <laughs> just like this. Yeah, I just. If you can say it behind a screen, come on, I'm here. You can tweet it out too. Come on, you know. Um. So yeah, let's. Well, one, I think this is a really important question because not that any of us do thirst traps on Twitter, but let's let's answer this question because it is a it is a wanting question from a good friend. Um, Anna Paul Rodan asks tips on how to thirst trap properly. Asking for a friend, it's me, please. What would we say are, are, are things that we have seen that have been, I, I guess, thirst trappist, trappist on Twitter? I mean, clearly posting photos of one's face. I would say in the soccer community, anytime we all get together and post a picture, it's like a powerhouse photo. And I, I think that's a thirst trap because there's not a lot of women support in MLS or at least like socially like we are like all over the place like very vocal very together very out there and I think that I don't know I don't really think this helps Annabelle's question but I think when it comes to like the soccer topic and the <laughs> the Twitter topic that's definitely that definitely falls into that category of thirst trapping for me to be completely honest a thirst trap is a really good train of thought and that is not what is denoted normally as sexy, but if somebody has a really good take on something and I'm like, oh, I get that. Like, I get that a lot. Like, I find that to be really appealing. And things like that are like what I am attracted to on Twitter. It's like, if I can understand the logic and like the point is made so much that it changes my train of thought, I find that really appealing. Am I the only one? Am I weird? No, I, love you I know I'm weird, but like. <laughs> if you're I funny, say, you already oh, are like yeah. five steps ahead of everyone. 100%. Yeah. I do want to say, I think Annie's new hair, his little pick with the angles was a little oh, bit of a thirst trap. It was a thirst trap. Yeah. yeah. Call him yeah. out, call him out. All this content kind of is. I was gonna say, hold on. If we do scroll on Twitter right now at Annie's pictures, I'm pretty sure he's the one that gets over a hundred likes on right? everything. Yeah. So Annie, give us your tip because you're out here with all the, the activity on your tweet. His Honestly, tip is gonna be the twerk. Honestly, 
This might be the clout squad, but I feel like Ani is like the face of LA. Oh, yeah. It's our God. All right. Like, With the reels and the twerking and the Instagrams, he has it. He is a first shot. Oh my god. They need they need to hire him already for for I need to pay him as an influencer. (laughs) Yeah, we sure do kind of blows like Elaine United's. We need Ani for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it has kind of gone down recently, which is I mean, there there are still really good pieces of content. And I feel like I will say this because this is sort of like what breaches on the conversation that we've had previously on on this show, but like the the gap between 2019 and 2021 was, was a little it was a little downtrodden like it wasn't very good but i do honestly equate that to to skate leaving i feel like skate had a lot of um influence and movement and that sort of like identity for for social for atlanta united and I feel like with the way that they're going now, I feel like it will be a good point. Like we, they just got Larry Luck as creative director Yay. and that dude, anything that that guy wow. has done, I've really appreciated. So it's been, it's been a good entry, but like, okay. So getting back to the topic, <laughs> Twitter, what are things that you look for when you are on there as far as interacting with people? And is there anything that you guys find that attracts you to somebody's handle or account and the sense of like, oh, I could possibly be a friend with this person. A real Any, anybody want to go? The picture? A real picture, not just like one of those meme photos. Um, real so you're saying not a random person who's hiding behind an avatar? Yeah, so like mostly Percy, like how real Percy has his profile, but we know him. Like if I didn't know Percy, I wouldn't follow him. <laughs> Wait, but Percy has a profile picture now of himself. Oh, it was like a really weird. Oh, okay. Well, wait, no, I'm pretty sure Percy has always had a picture of himself, but I'm pretty sure his last picture was like him photoshopped on something. I think. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what it was, but I'm pretty sure he's always had his face on there. Well, I pay attention. Anyone that doesn't look like a catfish or a troll and is really active with the community and anyone that I know personally, obviously I'm not the, that's a given, but like, when it comes to strangers, that's like my criteria. Yeah, I kind of look to see if similar people follow because I feel like a lot of people that I follow follow other people with the same interests. Like I like pop culture a lot. So I look for a lot of pop culture things on Twitter. I have so many friends that I've met on Twitter. It's actually crazy. I don't know. I feel like most of my friends, like my in real life friends, are, you know, Twitter friends, like you guys, and I have two other groups of friends that are Twitter friends, like, yeah, I just kind of look for, you know, people who tweet like me, people who, you know, actually, what are the actually here, liking everything. Um, yeah, you and yeah, Michael are very people. similar in that regard, like, you guys interact the same a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Same, but I'm saying you would like you, you guys do. I know he's watching this. So. <laughs> he is. But, I mean, his his are definitely a very distinct train of thought, but like, it's used as a train of thought, and I think that's very interesting because yeah. people use Twitter differently, and it, it is it is kind of nice to see. Just like I know that at any moment in time, I can go to Nikki's Twitter and be like, "This is what she thought today. This is wonderful," oh, yeah. and I can sort of follow yeah. you on your on your timeline of the day. Everyone know if I'm upset. 
Everyone will know if I'm angry. Everyone will know if I'm having a good day based on my Twitter. Correct. <laughs> oh, Dad, what about you? <laughs> so I think, honestly, after the 2016 election, um, it, it became pretty much politics for me. Um, I live in the suburbs. I know that most of you guys live in the city, and I live in the suburbs. And unfortunately, where I'm at is very heavily old and conservative. And I just wanted to hear the voice of, you know, like people who are my age and have the same beliefs that I did just because it's something changed, you know, when Trump got elected, uh, where, you know, like, we don't, we don't need to talk about it, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that to me, like people who truly was, you know, similar to me, politics, politics wise, and people who like soccer and were kind, you know, like, cause I know that some people have some soccer takes that are just mean and I don't want to follow those people. Yeah, I think there there's a point there that like kind of does need to be said because while everybody's going to agree or disagree on politics, everybody's going to agree or disagree on soccer. I think that there is still a way to handle the the conflict of thought in an appropriate manner because that that is something that I have found especially with Twitter. It's like you either have people that are willing to actually try and have a conversation through a blank void, right? Through a space where you've absolutely no idea sometimes who you're talking to. But sometimes it's it's this it's this desire to actually agree to disagree and there I have found it is so much harder to have conversations with people on Twitter if if they are unwilling to maybe see your point of view or unwilling to be like okay, we don't think the same, but I respect you. And I'm going to at least be kind because even though I'm existing and and operating behind, you know, this avatar, so you don't know my actual name or you don't know my my situation, you don't know who I am. I'm just like a nameless face behind a keyboard. I'm still going to be respectful. And I feel like that was lost a little bit at at that point in time and that moment in history. And it's nice to know like that these types of relationships like with all of us have been a flower bed that's come out of something like that because Twitter is a cesspool at some points in times, yeah. but in other moments, it really is quite beautiful. It, it was honestly my safe space because I have Facebook and Facebook was horrible during that time. And now, you know, like Twitter, knowing you guys and following people that I actually, even if I didn't know them, but that actually were intelligent and they were kind, it really helped, at least in my, in my opinion. Yeah. Adriana, I know that you wanted to like sort of input on this. What are, what are your thoughts? Yeah. So I've had Twitter since like 2015, I think a while. And all my friends are from Twitter, literally all of them. And I think one reason I've gravitated to Twitter versus some of the other social media platforms, and I've met so many good friends on it, is I feel like Twitter is more real. And kind of backing up to what Nikki said, like, you know someone's emotions, you kind of know how they think. Well, everyone's doing things for the gram, that's fake. Whereas Twitter is real, and I've honestly found that, you mentioned what, what friends do I meet? Honestly, it's mostly Atlanta United Twitter. And I'm part of like all the Atlanta sports Twitter, and I have been for a while. But for some reason, it's like the soccer people just, we vibe. We get it. It's like we kind of want the same things. It's more global centric. Um, you women are awesome. It's just a lot more of an accepting environment than I would say maybe like football, basketball, baseball, Twitters. They're fun, but LA and I Twitter is like where the real people are at. 
Yeah, it feels like to me most of soccer Twitter is actually really accepting. Have you guys – I mean, we, we've seen that, honestly, with, like, LAFC and uh, Chicago Fire. I know Nicole is is or may be watching. I love Nicole Hack. Um, I've Valeria, done some of her too. Movies. Valeria, LAFC, mm-hmm. exactly. There are, like, so many people that we've met through other teams and other organizations, and I just feel like soccer Twitter as a whole, it tends to be – even though some of it can still be trolly um, and some of the troll people are technically in our friend zone right now. Uh, the friend zone is the comment section, but um, it, it tends to be a more enlightening space and, and a more in, inviting space, I would say as well. Does anybody else have any sort of thoughts on like the interactions that they've had with people on Twitter and like what they typically look for? Ren? I don't, I don't know about what I look for, but no, no, go ahead, Ren. Go ahead. I, I've had really great interactions on Twitter. I think we've made some really good friends. I think, um, I'm not sure if anyone remembers um, from last year, that tweet that uh, happened when we all did the, um, the TikTok video with the makeup. And then that, I don't even know if he was a real player. It was like a former player, current ex-player. I don't know for one of the MLS. From DC. Yeah, from DC, yep. He said something sexist about makeup. And um I think we actually met a lot of great other female fans, you know, um, in in MLS and just sports fans in general. And that connected me to a lot of new people. Um, Valeria, um, you know, Sujin, Nicole. Sujin, oh, love Sujin. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I've made a lot of great friends that way. And I, I think for me, it's just like finding these friendly faces, you know, obviously other females in sports, because we know that's hard to find. And I, I touched on that earlier. Um, but, you know, it's, it's hard. It's hard to find someone to relate to, because I know for me personally, I'm not a big, like, I don't always want to talk like the analytics of the game. Like, I know guys are really into that kind of stuff. Um, but, you know, to me, I like to talk about other components of the game and, and my experiences and the fun I have. And, you know, you guys know how I am. Um, so I think I just like seeing things from like, like how Rachel makes these funny memes and she compares them to like, you know, real life funny things. Like I like seeing stuff like that. So if I can find someone that shares humor, um, you know, that shares a love for soccer, I, I enjoy connecting with them. And I think that Twitter's helped me form a lot of great relationships that way. And I know like if we were to ever go to, you know, California, and um, it's been proven when me and Nikki go to Miami, like, it's like, people are so welcoming and nice to us. I, you know, forming those friendships, you know, welcoming people in, Twitter's really just been a great tool for that, all in all. Miami was great. Oh, my gosh. Um, And now Max lives up here, and, you know, he's a part of our community now. You know, I know he'll always be, like, a Miami fan, but he's up here now, moving to, moved to Atlanta, and he's welcome in our group, too, all the time. People at the tailgates, seeing Will, you know, Capo Will everywhere on Twitter and um, also like at the tailgates. Super fun recognizing people. And you person. guys met and you guys met David Beckham. I mean, no shame in that uh, as well. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Best day of my life, hands down. Yeah, yep. that was a great experience. If, if anyone has an opportunity to go to a Miami away game, definitely go. It's especially while there's I think still... there's one at the end of April. Right. Yeah. The there is. Yes. Miami? I. There's a. There's going to be a very large Atlanta United contingency going out there. A lot of friends I have talked to are going to that that game in April. It one. It's a great time weather wise to go. Um, yes. It's like at that peak of like spring where it's not incredibly hot, um, and mm-hmm. you know Miami can get blistering 
quote unquote for, for Fort Lauderdale, but it, it, it it's going to be a good game. And I think a lot of people will end up going there. So we'll, you'll see a good wave of red and black there. So that will be exciting. Well, technically, hold on. It will be uh green now, mint green, um, which is, it's you know, April 24th. Yeah. April 24th. Sorry. I was looking April at my 24th. calendar. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> we all, I mean, I have it on my, ca- I have the schedule also on my calendar. Yeah, it's I, I, like, I live vicariously through this team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but one of the things I did want to talk about, and you guys sort of bring it up, um, is sort of how we are, how we interact on Twitter and who interacts with us on Twitter, right? So we've had a lot of positives. Um, you know, looking at some of the comments in the chat, um, I'm getting calls out to like, asking for drama or I hate Twitter and all of these things. But I do, I do want to point out the fact that there are, there are some moments on Twitter where it's not necessarily the best where people can, you know, throw a joke in and then people get, you know, contradictory and then throwing out misogynistic things. Um, One of these things happened recently. Uh, This was not clearly something that we anticipated, but it actually works really well with the conversation. Uh, Rachel, do you want to talk a little bit about what happened? Because it feels like now, whatever you do, this guy is going to be like on the tails of it, making some type of comment somewhere. Yeah. Um, you know, I just made a like five second video of the Charlotte players collapsing. Odette suggested I play, you know, the windows boot down sound to them collapsing. And I posted that and this guy got so in his feels about that for no reason. Um, And he has just been harassing me, posting sexist memes, saying our opinions don't matter, women's opinions don't matter. Um, And I mean, he's been tweeting about me for like 48 hours and I only talked to him for about an hour. (laughs) So basically you you live rent-free in his head. 100%. And I actually had other women from other, even sports, like Panthers, like just different North Carolina teams reach out to me on Twitter and say that he's very sexist to them and harasses harasses them as well. So it's not like an isolated incident. (laughs) Oh, well, this leads to a good, good question then that I have. And this is something that maybe the, the friend zone and the chat can talk about is what are ways that we can contradict and and battle against these types of people on Twitter? Like, what are good ways that we can avoid? Not, I wouldn't even say avoid because it's not anything that we're intending on doing. It's just people that live to troll on Twitter. And, you know, honestly, there are some people that maybe that we know that we have been friends with that like to just go on Twitter to stir up drama because for some reason it feels some type of bubbly way in their stomach and it makes them happy. But it doesn't necessarily always cause the same effect in other people. Sometimes it can cause stress, anxiety. Sometimes it can cause a lot of um, WhatsApp messages in a, in, a, in a group chat where we're talking about what the heck is going on and why is why 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 are we continuously talking about this? So what are ways that we can counteract these types of people? Does anybody want to sort of throw the first option out there? I mean, I think a good option is always don't give the them the attention that they're desperately craving. Um 
they obviously a lot of times have no kinds of interaction with other humans apparently and they're just dying for you to reply so I just you just gotta cut it off even though it's so hard with some of these people it's so hard to not keep replying but and, and I think a lot of these people hide behind banter but their banter is actually like semi-bullying sometimes and yeah, but I believe um, I agree with Felipe here. Rachel is such a good person. I agree with that. You are a good person. That's a very lovely comment. One of the nicest people I've ever met. I agree with Felipe. Oh, Call him out. Cause... Wow. Oh, Felipe. I love her. I agree wow. with AJ. We're just going to ignore the haters, but sometimes it is hard to ignore them. Yeah. You, if, if, if you've ever been on the other side of a, sometimes I call them like troll posses. Because sometimes Mm -hmm. it just feels like they run in circles. I said, I remember I said like one thing about the U.S. men's national team. Oh, they're the worst Twitter. It is bad. It's so bad. They're almost as bad as the Saudis. Not quite as bad, but U.S. men's national Twitter is just awful. (laughs) Stay away. Well, it's like they're so in their own train of thought that they can't accept that other people have opinions on how the team should be ran and how like lineups should be and like what a what a starting player might be and it's like if if it's if it's against what their narrative is it's wrong. So and we don't need to go down that road because I technically want to talk about the US men's national team next week because we are in a bye week and there is an actual game next week against Mexico. But Ooh, um, I would <laughs> against Mexico no less is that going to be on uh, I probably I, well, I <laughs> three weeks in a row baby <laughs> <laughs> I, I technically haven't haven't already swayed her into doing this and this is something that I was going to do off of the podcast but Odette what are you doing next Wednesday I don't know <laughs> <laughs> Um, but but let's let's continue this. Does anybody else sort of want to give a, a thought or opinion on this? Because I absolutely agree with Rachel. Giving them the time and the attention to respond to something does sort of stir and egg them on. But it does almost feel like it's necessary, right? Like I I've had times where I've seen people tweet stuff and I'm like, God, I need to respond to this because it's either so outlandish or rude. And it just feels like somebody should hear my opinion or any person's opinion in, in what was being said, but then, but then it almost backfires because even though you're trying to do a good thing, you're trying to be like, Hey, you know, I, I, maybe you can even say like, Hey, I I get where you're coming from, but like, this is my opinion. And this is the reason why I think this way. And then you get a whole stir of other things. And so sometimes, although you were trying to counteract it in a positive light, it can feel counterproductive. Mute. Yeah. You just, you got to state your opinion so that you can get yourself out. I mean, if you want to talk about mentions being in shambles, I tweeted about the Sean Watson today and massage therapy oh, and no. my mentions are currently in shambles. Uh, mute. I have just found that like, like you said, you engage, just gets me upset. And then I feel like I've lost. So I state my piece and then mute. And then I go about my day and life's a lot better that way. And let everyone else argue for you. Cause usually like I said, since Elaine and I Twitter is so great. Usually other people will come in and like fight for yeah. you. And I'm like, y'all do that. I'm at peace. I'm cooking dinner. Goodbye. 
<laughs> I agree. I was going to say the same, like the exact same thing to a T that she said. I tweeted about the TIFO this past weekend and how like people are so pressed that it had Arthur Blank on it. And I had a similar type troll in my in my comments that Rachel had. And I think I said two things to him. And then other people started like getting in there for me, which I really appreciate. I don't know who they were, but it was really nice that they took over the fight because <laughs> I didn't have the energy for it that day. And it wasn't like it wasn't like meant to be an argument. It was just kind of like I wanted to hear like opinions. I didn't want someone just to, you know, start being nasty to me. But I realized that like, you know, it's an open platform. You're gonna have trolls and um you know, I always just try not to feed the trolls. So I just try to, like she said, mute them and like <laughs> go about my day. So yeah, especially as women, because people in particular seem to love arguing with us. They really want to prove us wrong. It, I, I watch other people, men don't do it to each other, but they love to pile on a woman's take. So it's better just not to even engage. And adding to what Adriana said, especially us being women, you know, like we were probably watching this game since we were little. Uh, you guys probably, play, I've never played soccer, but you, I know that you guys have played before. But I think honestly, something that is very important is that allyship from our fellow fans or like our male friends, uh, you know, like on Twitter when we're being attacked or when, you know, we're being mansplained the game that we love so much for so long. I think allyship is very important. Uh, and, you know, stand up for your female friends too. Um, yeah. Shout out to the, all the guys that hopped on my status to defend me and women in general. We have so many good guys in our circle that do stand up for us um, in our Atlanta United circle. It's really, really amazing. And I appreciate all of y'all that did that. Yeah, it does. It does feel like, and I mean, again, maybe we're coming just from a, from a woman's perspective, but as being an observer on the way that men interact with men and then the way that men interact with women, it is a vast difference of, of, of direction. So again, I will reiterate, thanks to all the guys here and in our circle and on Atlanta United Twitter and on Twitter in general, who are willing to call out those nameless voids behind a keyboard who like to try and ruin things. Um, well, we're almost at our time and I don't want to keep you guys any later. It is a Wednesday and um, I have every intention on getting very drunk tonight because I don't have work tomorrow. Shout out to Sports Card Investor for letting me use their studio um, and for staying late and using all of the studio lights so I look magnificent on my birthday. Thank you very much. Um, I'm technically paid to do that shout out, but you know, life. Um, I do want to ask this sort of closing question. If there is one thing that you guys, maybe it's like two closing questions. So if there's one thing that you guys can suggest to people on making friends on Twitter, what would it be? And um, I'm going to start with Odette. Odette, I'm going to throw you into the ring here. If there's one thing you can su suggest to people on making friends on Twitter, what would it be? Be yourself. Be yourself. I mean... You know, be kind, be yourself, be friendly, and be open to making new friends. You never know where that might lead. That's how I met you guys, and I love you so much. All same. <laughs> what What would you um, say, Nikki? Let's see. I think, you know, just keep tweeting. You're going to find people who tweet, you know, similar things to you. Um, you're going to find people with similar interests. Um, like I said before, I'm super into pop culture and like live music and things like that. Like I've met so many people literally across the United States for like concerts and 
all that kind of stuff um, that are just so welcoming, so warming. And you'll always find someone who has the same interests as you. Like, just like me and the girls here, like, I didn't know anyone um, outside of Twitter. Like, even Ren. Ren and I started off as friends first. Like, with, like, me personally, like, I was friends with Ren first. But we met through Twitter as well because, you know, past uh, concerts and things like that, like in Atlanta, um, different things that we used to do. So yeah, just, you know, keep tweeting and you'll find people who are like, hey, like open to going to events with you and meeting up at events. Um, you know, just be safe with it. You know, when you do meet up with people on Twitter, if you decide <laughs> to go that route, you know, safety first. But, you know, just, just keep doing you. Just like Odette said, be yourself. You'll find people that you click with. Mm -hmm. Love that. Ren? Yeah, I think just being engaging and like, you know, luckily Twitter, I say luckily, is not chronological anymore. And it really tries to tailor to your interest and your past likes and your interactions with other people. So really just give Twitter what you want, like more of what you want to see. It's kind of like TikTok in that way, the algorithm. So um, I just try to interact with people whose likes and views I find similar to mine. And, um, you know, I, I found that I really like my feed that way. And I also mute a lot of words so that my, <laughs> my Twitter is very customized to me and it's very very like oriented to what I'm interested in following so um that's really what I encourage people to do and um, you know when it comes to making friends when it comes to, to having that you know those same interests in your timeline awesome Ray um I think my only advice is just reply to everyone that has a, a similar interest to you I know sometimes I miss comments and stuff and like I go back and I realize like on my old statuses that these, these people are now my friends that I've met at Telgate and I could have been interacting with them on Twitter like months or even years ago. And don't be afraid about like your followers to following ratio, like go follow those people, even if you don't know them, if you think they have similar interests of you. I try to follow everyone on, on United Twitter, even if they just have Abby profile pictures. If I see the part of like United Twitter, I do give y'all a follow if I see y'all. Adriana? Um, kind of picking back on what Rachel said, I think sports naturally gives you a very easy way to connect with people. Because I think everyone I've met, it's just been like, we've been following, we've been interacting, like, hey, let's meet up at the game. Let's meet up at the tailgate. And I think meeting in person is so important. Obviously, COVID put a damper on that. But like, once you put a face to the Twitter handle, it becomes totally different. Your interactions become different. And that's just how I've ended up having a really amazing group of friends, including you ladies. So I am very thankful to Twitter, even if it is a hellscape. <laughs> Louisa. Don't be afraid, and Nathi, don't be afraid to accept the invite to go meet up with a group of beautiful young ladies and watch a game public setting, obviously be safe, but don't be afraid to accept the invitation and make new friends. Um, that's how I met all of y'all. And without that, my life would not be the same. Even though we may be crazy, we are still, we are still, I guess, good Very people. <laughs> Thank you, Nazi. Thank you for agreeing with me. <laughs> um, okay. And the last question I want to uh, leave tonight with is, if you could wish one thing for Atlanta United for this year, for this season, what would it be? And I'm going to sort of go in reverse order. So I'm going to start with Louisa. I'm going to start with where I left off. Motherfucking champions. I mean, really? <laughs> is that too much to fucking ask for? 
Simple. That's it. That's, that's what I want. Wish is over. Okay. All right. Then the, there you have it. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Breaking news from Louisa and Nazi. Andriana, what about you? I mean, how can you not say the same? You're always going to support the home team and want this best for them. Do I think it's realistic? Hell no. Just please beat Orlando, Nashville. I mean, we beat Charlotte. So that's good. Just beat all them because they're annoying and that's it. <laughs> okay, Rachel. I just, I'm trying to be super realistic. I just want a better season than last year. Uh, see more chemistry build on the team with all these players that we have. I hope for good vibes. Can say for coach, like you know, morale was really low. I want to keep that morale up. I want to beat all the the rivals, and um, you know, I hope I hope we can keep that good morale up, even if there are a few losses. Hopefully not. I just I want it to be a good season. I want it to be better than previous years. I, I mean, I know it's wishful thinking to to say it could be as good as a top top year, but you know, I mean, I hope I hope it's up there with it. So <laughs> fingers crossed. Nikki, what about you? MLS Cup, you know, or even quarterfinals, like, you know, I just want to get on up there, beat Orlando, beat Nashville. Um, I know, like Adriana said, COVID kind of put a damper on, like, tailgates and, you know, actually going to the games, except, you know, we had, what, 67,000 people around that number, like the first home opener. So, you know, things are kind of sort of getting back to normal. But, yeah, just like Ren said, too, you know, first season vibes, Tata vibes, you know, those seasons, like, that was the best. And I miss that yeah. energy and I'm trying to bring that energy back. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. So we're going to do a, a few minutes here of the people in the chat, some of the comments that have been coming in. It has been uh, a slew of things. Um, I would love to give a shout out to the men in, uh, I guess, our lives that are also in the chat. Felipe is in here. AJ's in here. Annabelle's in here, Percy's in here, um, a bunch of other people that we love very much, like Alex is in here. Uh, Robin, hello, Robin, what's, what's going on? Um, I'm just trying to scroll back through this. It's been a lot of conversation. Um, Percy, I still have not decided on the tattoo artist, so the tattoo is coming, and I have decided that I, I am actually getting it. I know it's been, I don't know, two years now, but it's, it's happening. It's happening. It's only the year. I've a little over a year. So also yes. Couple left over technically over Robin. I will and I will see what you need. <laughs> okay. All right. Um let's see. Uh people are talking about apparently the Wi-Fi is bad. They can't hear Rachel. People have been commenting that Rachel should do something about that. Felipe says he has Google Fiber um and that his internet can handle six people streaming and apparently it's something wrong with the host. Thank you very much Felipe. I appreciate you calling me out like that. Um Felipe, oh thank you Alex for this beautiful comment right here. Felipe, I don't lag lag Quintana. Um, Michael is here. Thank you. What's up? 
Felipe says that's messed up. Yes, sir, it is. Um, let's see here. What else can we find in this glorious, uh, glorious chat? Um, it's booming out in South Gwinnett. Yeah, there was a huge storm that rolled through. Did you guys hear that? Like, was that just, I mean, I'm in Lindbergh area. It's raining and right was, now. It was crazy. It stopped now, but I was scared I was going to lose power and Wi-Fi at the beginning of the podcast. So I had my fingers um, crossed It's pouring in Gwinnett right now. Yeah, pouring. I think you guys have the latter half because it's, mm -hmm. it's a really pretty sunset right now outside my window. <laughs> uh, I, I'm in a blacked out studio, so I can't see anything. Me and Odette typically get everything first because, you know, the weather normally comes from the West. So, like, we get all that hard rain first. So we can be y'all's weather women. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Of, oh, my gosh. Please. That's um, thank you, Percy, for also calling out my internet. Um, I will also have you know, I also have Google Fiber. Um, I'm at work and I have the ability <laughs> to stream live television shows, sir. So I'm pretty sure it's not just me. Um, let's see. Is there anything else that I want to pull up in here? Any any comments or that you guys have from this? I mean, did you guys at least enjoy this? I'm, thank you for spending your Wednesday with me, pre-birthday. Um, I hope you were all drinking during this because um, I definitely was. Louisa, where do you have your do you have your tequila on you? And my alcohol yes. was delivered mid podcast. Yes, <laughs> it's water. I for love me. it. Yeah, it's just water for me. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Um, AJ um, says to Felipe, "Us domesticated men got to cook for our women." Absolutely, you're absolutely right on that. You definitely, definitely do. Um, uh, let's it see. He's a Taurus. He understands. <laughs> see, we're that's that's exactly what we're talking about. Horoscope. Oh, being that said, tomorrow's my birthday. Is there any horoscopes you can give me? Oh yeah, I can run your soul return chart. That's like your birthday to birthday forecast, so we can take a look. Especially since you're turning 33, that's actually a very good year. Usually, it's the Jesus like, year. Karmically. It's it the, is Jesus the Jesus year. year. Exactly. So this is like you've went through your Saturn return. You've kind of figured out who you are as an adult. Now it's like came into next year. That's like this year for you. Yeah. So. Do, we'll do we have up. time to read that live? Should I read that live? Should I be, oh, should well, I read that off? And, yeah, we'll do uh, it offline. Let's do that offline. Okay, we'll do it off. Yeah, I don't want pages. people to know. There may be something in there that I don't want. <laughs> I don't want the masses to be hearing or, or seeing. So yeah. Yes, Felipe, 33 is the Jesus year. That means that's the year that Jesus was crucified on the cross, which means that if I am crucified this year, it's apropos. So it is what it is. No, we're not talking about Jesus. We're talking about Jesus. There's a difference of there's a difference of godlike figures here. Um, any other things that you guys want to talk about? I, I'm again, I'm super glad that you ladies were able to join me tonight. And uh, if anybody is listening to this podcast later, please give it five stars, a like, uh, a subscribe button. I don't know. I'm supposed to be able to better promote this, and I'm terrible at it, even though I do content for a living. So like and subscribe. If you're listening to the podcast, give it five stars and a review. Tell a, tell us what you think. If you don't like it, you can also make those comments. I see what you're doing. I Thankfully, I also had somebody reach out to me at a tailgate and tell me that they actually um, 
every Spotify listen that I get, like every person that goes on Spotify, I actually leave a question or a like poll up that you can um, respond to or select your choice. So that way, whenever you listen to the podcast, you have an interactive thing going on. It's a new thing that Spotify does that I absolutely love. But um, if you're on Spotify, if you're on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get podcasters, give it five stars, give it a review, give it a listen, share it. I don't know. If you enjoy it and you like it, share it with other people because it's not just a soccer podcast. It is a podcast about life. So it's a, it's a bunch of, a bunch of different things, but it's definitely a fun time. Thank you again, ladies, so much for joining. Um, I'm going to have you guys hang out in the producer's booth for a second. Um, so we can all hang out there and, and have a few more chats that are off air because I'm sure that there are some comments that we want to have between each other that do not want to be aired publicly. So I will thank you all for coming and I will let you all go. Thank you again, everybody for joining tonight. You spent your time with me, whether you were watching this live or whether you were listening to this on playback, but I, I appreciate you guys for spending your time with us and we look forward to talking to you next week. It's every Wednesday live at 7 p.m. If you can't make it, that's fine. Watch us on uh, replay on YouTube or on your podcatchers, anywhere you get podcasts. We'll be back to you next week with U.S. Men's National Team Talk because we're obviously leading into the week with Mexico and U.S. Men's Team at the Azteca. And like I said, I'll have a uh, Odette back for that. And I'm super glad that she'll be joining me back for that because she gives a unique perspective on Mexican soccer. But regardless, thank you guys so much. Happy birthday to me. I need to pour more champagne. Thank you, everybody. And I hope you have an incredible Wednesday and we out.